coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mr. Watkins. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm... Uh... I'm trying to get ready for, uh, you know, for the holidays. Can't believe it's here already. But um, we have a month left. What do we got going in the next month? <laughs> well, you and me are busy enough that we're traveling in different places. I think we're in Texas together next week. That's the only place we're together. No, we wind up in California together at the end. But let's see. We go to Dallas. I'm in Chicago, Des Moines. You're in Elkhart, Boston, Hartford, Connecticut. I'm in Houston. We're both back in Denver. Then we're in L.A. And we decided to take a couple days up, off, up in Napa. For some R&R. For some R&R. So that's what the next 30 days looks like. Yeah, and if uh, if you're a listener and you're in one of those towns, uh, we'd love to grab some coffee with you or something. So certainly reach out to us. Yeah, or uh, I feel like Ron White right now. But uh, Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we... uh, we're getting into maybe, the maybe a little bit of Christmas bread. cheer already, but uh, what are we going to talk about today? Not Nick? too much Christmas cheer. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. <laughs> I, I have like four or five drinks a month, so <laughs> this is how happened to be. And I didn't say how big they are. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, you know, there's a lot of shops out there that have harmful and unproductive drama in their workplace, and. I, I think we should talk about eliminating harmful, harmful, unproductive drama in the workplace today. What do you think? So um, there's harmful and non-productive drama that is low-level annoyance, and then there's harmful and non-productive drama that could rise to legal um issues so ramifications yeah yeah so you are you you talk are you talking about those or you're just i I think i think both you this usually stems from a manager being non-confrontational kind of holding up in the office never going out in the plant and driving an operation so the operation takes a mind of its own yes and uh that's usually the root cause of why this starts happening but i think that number one you have to split the noise up from the red flags you really have to deal with. You know, hey, Bob and Joe went out back yesterday and they went, they got in fisticuffs. You know, that that can't be tolerated. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a red serious, flag. Yeah. Get into it. So-and-so's been drinking in the bathroom. That's a red flag. Got to deal with it. You know, so-and-so said that we're not making any money and we're going to go out of business. Just ignore that. It's a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. So, and if it's true, let's uh, let's get the business back on track, but don't don't pay that any homage, right? So... That's, I, I think the first thing you have to do is don't listen to the noise that doesn't mean the drama and just the rumor mill. Ignore that. But pay attention to maybe you have an employee that missed 14 out of the last 30 days. Pay attention to that. Yeah. Maybe you have employees that are being, um, you have A, B, and C players, but you'll talk about, um, but you have people that are purposefully being destructive to your organization. They're stealing from you. They're they're taking things people notice, but no one's doing anything about it. Those red flags you need to deal with. Yeah, and if you're not quite sure, I mean, it's good to have 
you know, you if if you listen to our podcast at all, you know we are proponents of a kind of personal board of directors, whether it's again personal or whether it's professional. But you got to have a handful of people that you can go, hey, look, this is happening in my shop. What do you mm-hmm. think? And if their eyes get really big, it's probably a red. It's one of those red flag things. It's amazing. We had uh, forty people in the room a couple weeks ago, and. And the surveys are starting to come back now, and they all said, you know, I'm so glad they're struggling with the same thing I am. So we know this junk happens with everybody. Sure, It's just sure. whether are you paying attention to it and weeding it out, or you have a plan in front of them and eliminating it. You know, what are you, what are you doing about it? But either you let it run you or you run it, right? Yeah, so how do you go about taking control, Dave? Well, for me, um, eyes wide open, you pay attention to metrics, in your shop um, and you start by setting goals. So you analyze the shop. Are you doing good financially? Are you doing good by your clients, your customers? Are you, are you a high quality shop? You know, what are you doing? And you build goals around that kind of open and notorious in front of everybody. Hey, you know how at find the wheels in your shop, find your a players and say, Hey, what are we good at? What are we bad at? Ask them, pay attention. Yeah, because if you if you walk up, you know, at lunchtime and you got you're doing an all hands meeting, and you go, we're gonna be ninety nine percent on time in twenty twenty three, and we're operating around thirty right now. Um, you should have asked someone; they would have told you that's not going to be very inspiring. Exactly. So, I start by setting goals right out in front of everybody. Hey, looks like we have a problem here. Uh, and just just to pick random numbers, we're at a level three, and we're supposed to be a level ten. So in this next month, we want to get to a level five. Sure, you know, sure. And I want every I want to share it with everybody. Um, so the first thing is is to listen to your leaders because it's easy to find your A players. You'll see your A players and and talk to them. How are we doing? What's good? What's bad? What's ugly? And and then start building a a plan. Using their data, but if you're a leader, you should be able to see this stuff yourself and build a plan to address those things to make the business better and do it out in front of everybody. Sure, sure. You know, I also remember I had a software company, a startup software company, and um, I wasn't keen on culture and, you know, I just, as a baby boomer, that that just didn't float my boat. Really? And uh, so I wasn't purposeful about a culture. And I... I do want to say, as I've said before, you will get a culture, right? And uh, it's the same thing with this nonsense. Um, it's happening, to your point. And uh, if you don't address it, um, you know, people are looking for answers. You know, how come Johnny gets to drink in the bathroom, right? I mean, they're looking for answers. And if you don't give them real legitimate answers, somebody's going to give them answers, and it's probably not the real legitimate answer. It's it's kind of amazing. If you just have a shop full of people and you leave them alone and don't ever give them any information, you treat them like a mushroom, the things that they'll come up with yeah. will actually amaze you. So absolutely. absolutely. They'll start stealing Twinkies and like. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know, they're just trying to fill a void. And they will. Yeah. And, and when a business comes up with its own culture and you aren't leading it, that's a culture you don't really want. Uh, I, 99% of the time, I'm sure. That's right. So I think you start doing that in plain view, and then you start informing the team. I'm a big proponent of town halls where you have a once a month, and you pull every shift together, and you say, this is where we were last month. 
this is where we're going. This is why we're going there. These are the exciting things about our business. These are the things that kind of hurt that I need your help fixing. And, and I, I'm, maybe I'm a little different, but I always started the meeting, you've seen it, by acknowledging that this business is all the people that are running machines, taking care of parts, taking care of the customer. They are the backbone of the business. And no one can do anything with this business without them. They're very important. And how thankful I was for those people. And starting with that, and I was very genuine about that. And then I would let them know, this is where we were last month. This is our goal for next month. This is how we think we can get there. And sometimes I would, sometimes I would ask for feedback on that. But they knew, hey, we're measuring this. We know safety, quality, on-time delivery, efficiency, productivity. We, we, we know where those were last month. We know where our finances were last month. We know how what our sales were, what our sales activity was last month. We talk about management succession, and we go through those things every month, and people see it in plain view, and it doesn't leave anything for the That's imagination right. anymore. Yeah, it, it becomes a lot more difficult to fill the void with nonsense because the people would go like, you, that's not what they said last last time at the uh, all-hands meeting. So we have more data. We have more information. Yeah. And and then you have to hold the knuckleheads accountable. Oh, man. Right? It's, because uh, That's part of it. That's, it. It's a big part of it because, you know, if you just let them run amok, they're going to make your A players and B players become C players or they're going to make your A players and B players leave. They're, you know, those C players tend to be very vocal, uh, very opinionated, and uh, they can really be toxic they're to your organization. They're mm -hmm. so destructive. It's uh, Well, we're a huge proponent on ranking employees. Um, yeah. We're a huge yeah. proponent on taking employees and looking at um, their attendance, looking at their attitude, looking at their quality of work, looking at their quantity of work, looking at their flight risk, are they going to stick around? And we measure employees on a regular basis. You know, how do they look? What do we think? Either, and, and where do they rank on that? So if you have five points, and five points of judgment, and up to five points for every one of those points, you can have a maximum score of 25, and you rank everybody, and how many people are over 17, and how many are under 17. And if you're sure. under 17, you know, if you're like a seven, we, we had some that were a four. Yeah. I don't know. And that's like having a zero, right? Yeah, so how are they still on the board? Why are they still here? Right? right, so so you either have to make a decision to, you know, fish or cut bait with those people. Um, oftentimes, and we can talk about this a whole other episode, rehabbing a C player is next to impossible. Take all the, if I were to employ anything to anybody listening, is take all that energy and invest it in the A players. Sure, sure, absolutely. They need it. That energy in an A player and disregard the C player. That energy in an A player will get your business so much more and so much better for your team. And when you deal with a C player, you'll notice A players will come to you and say, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. I was Absolutely. wondering, I'd work so much harder than this individual every day. I, uh, I'd pride my work and they didn't, and it drove me crazy. Thank you. You made the company better. Yes, and it's difficult to engage with your team if you're spending all your time trying to rehabilitate a C player. I mean, think about it. Coming yeah. into work, it's, yeah. these guys are into work five, six in the morning, right? And you work with C players all day long, and you go home at 6, six 7 o'clock at night, so you have 12, 13 hours of work, and all you do is deal with C players. I mean, how fun is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't have time 
to do all the things we just talked about in terms of informing your team and no. and collab being collaborative and setting goals and so forth. Mm-hmm. So the bad stuff starts happening, right? They fill and the void. Yeah, and what happens is your job turns into a black hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you really lean in your C players and that's all you do, you'll find you'll find that your shop, your time will turn into a black hole and you'll never have enough time to give your business because it will take everything. So you have to feed the right animal, right? I like that. I like that, Dave. So it's unfortunate that we should have to talk about eliminating, you know, these uh, harmful and unproductive members of our society in, in the workplace. But, uh, you know, people who are just not happy, mm-hmm. right, you know, just the glass is half empty, um, you know. Uh, Maybe they're just not good at it. Maybe they'd be a phenomenal server at a restaurant. Maybe they'd be a great auto mechanic maybe they would be a great painter maybe they would be a great roofer maybe they would be you know a shuttle driver who knows maybe they could work for the the city bus transportation you know maybe there's something out there that they would enjoy yeah sometimes they're doing something and they're they don't enjoy it right help them find something sit down and say hey look man hey bring me your bring me your uh, (laughs) toolbox i don't no. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> after you, after toolbox is up front, then you sit down and say, hey, uh, you're not happy here. You're not happy here. I know it. Everybody knows it. So I want to kind of do you a favor, but let's talk about this. What do you like to do? You know, if you lean into that person and say, I care about you, this isn't going to work. But what do you like to do? Let me, let me help you make a good decision for your next step in your career, something that's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Because being miserable, no matter where you go, this is going to wind up like this. Absolutely. Because people don't have time. Employees and cultures are so valuable with the lack of employees that we have in the marketplace. You can't mess with that anymore. You can't have the toxic personalities. They're going to find themselves out in the cold because you just can't mess with culture anymore because you need good, engaged, revived employees, right? Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike.
EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.